Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. When he's on the scene, he always noticed one thing he's not bounced, so will you suck a duck's cling? He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, it's going to get a lot less weak. We got an action packed show. We're going to start off with a bit of talk about the purge then we're going to talk about uh toys we got a request for some toy talks so we're going to keep it real and we are going to talk about the tick by bandai and then it's on to the final segment of the show the toys are rest report itself where we are going to talk a bit about some supergirl figures about the new uh iron man all sorts of fun stuff this is an action-packed super fun time but uh sadly enough emily is not here this week she uh took a bit of time off, I don't know, she had something to take care of, had to get the Viper uh, some maintenance done or something, she told me, but I don't remember, anyway, what we are going to do right now is we are going to try to get a hold of our boy Iceberg, I've been calling him, called him once, twice, three times a lady, dude didn't answer, so, uh, I don't know, we're going to give it a shot right here live on the air, okay, uh, let me start dialing away on that. Yeah, dude, uh, we still have rotary phones here, Pooptronics, you know, on the cutting edge of, uh, all sorts of technologies, but, so, it takes forever to dial this way, it's horrible, um, let me see. To use your crazy calls, simply place the speaker of your cassette player or stereo one foot from your answering machine microphone. Hey, Iceberg, uh, this is me, Icy Robots. I didn't know that you were a fan of Crazy Calls. I love Crazy Calls, but I don't think you're supposed to play that first part where uh, the dude is explaining the thing. I think he's explaining it, but then you're supposed to start recording after that, but uh, I don't mean to criticize. It's all good, man. Uh, Anyway, like I said, this is me, and, well, we've just, you know, been missing you up here. It's cool that you've been sending in songs and stuff, but it would be really great to get you back up here, you know what I mean? It's, we miss you, bud. Just as soon as you can get back up here would be, oh, uh, got cut off. Uh, I, I just hope dude calls back. Uh, it's been a while, man. I, I worry about him, you know, he's, he's sensitive. He's more of a sensitive soul than he lets on. Anyway, we're going to move forward right now and we're going to go, going to go directly into some talk about, uh, about The Purge, man. I'm into it. I love that movie, The Purge. All right, here we go. Check one, two. The return of the boom bat means just that. It means the return of the real hard beats and toy chat. Another silly sucker want his champion belt. But like a microwave these days, he make him melt. He never crossed over, never went pop. You know ISR will give you real toy talk. 
In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? this year's purge to do something about that senator. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Justice for all. Justice for all. The purge election year, rated R. I really enjoy the Purge series. I don't know. I don't. I don't often go for the ultraviolet movies, but uh, there's something about it that I like. I'm really interested in the wider Purgeverse. I want to know about how the Purge was founded. I want to know. I want to know a lot. I did find out some stuff recently. I learned that um, there was a website when the Purge first came out. A uh, New Founding Fathers website. You know, one of those deals was set up to sort of try to look uh, real. And they had some information on the origin of the Purge. They were saying that uh, when they first started doing it, and if you don't know, the Purge is a 12-hour period once a year where all crimes, including and up to murder, are uh, legal. They are allowed. So the Purge started as a way to kill the homeless. The, the government and the people at large kind of thought that there was just an overwhelming homeless problem and if they could get a, you know be done with these guys that they'd be able to use the money that was spent in that direction and other things and improve the nation so they uh came up with the purge and after the first purge the homeless population was decimated they were down to nothing and uh, the money that was used for homeless resources was now used for other things and the surviving the, the middle class they they made out great um since then the purge it's changed it's become you know just like a grotesque murder game it was a grotesque murder game in the first place don't get me wrong but now it's kind of perverse people are going out in gangs just you know getting their kicks doing evil things to people and and that's where we are in the third movie purge election year let's see purge is Presently at 52% on the tomato meter, which makes it rotten, but according to the audience, it's 61%, which makes it fresh. So it's somewhere in between there. The The movie was directed and written by James DeMonico, who has written all three of the Purge movies. He's the king of the Purgeverse. It stars Frank Grillo from uh, Kingdom. Kingdom is a pretty good show. It's about an MMA uh, gym. It's produced by DirecTV or the Audience Network. Also, Elizabeth Michelle from Lost and the dude who was Bubba in uh, Forrest Gump is in it. I don't even know when the last time I saw that dude was, but... uh, that was a nice, you know, it's nice to see him, dude. He's a, he's a cool actor. He has a, a lot of charisma, as they say. Anyhow, the plot of this one is that there is a senator who is running for president, and she says as soon as she is elected, the first thing she's going to do is she's going to get rid of the purge. She's like, the purge might have been useful once, but now it's just a national embarrassment. And then there is the new founding father's candidate. He's a pastor, and he's just like, no way, dude. We're all about the purge. It's a... Uh, Interesting look at the state of the country there. Anyhow, one of the things they do to change the purge that year is they make it so up until this point, you could not kill government officials. You couldn't go kill the president. Anybody who was considered uh, level 10 or thereabouts was immune to the purge this time. 
they changed that. They said the purge must be fair. Everybody is eligible. But really the idea is they want to make it so that they can go kill the senator played by uh, Elizabeth Michelle from Lost. So then it becomes kind of like a cat and mouse adventure game where her her uh, Secret Service agent played by Frank Grillo is trying to protect her from from the assassins that the new founding fathers have sent her way. They're skinhead types, you know, they're, and then, uh, you know, Grillo and his boys are on the run. They're trying to protect her. It's, you know, it's cat and mouse, man. It's good. It's not as ultra horror as previous Purge movies has been. Uh, I would call it more of an action film. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was the greatest movie of all the times or anything, but it was definitely, definitely a fun, you know, hour and a half over at the theater. I didn't mind watching it at all, but... They didn't dip enough into the... I want to know more about the expanded Purgeverse. I would be interested in, in seeing more of the origin story. I would be interested in seeing some outside stories. Uh, they're all crimes are illegal. I would like to see a movie with the Purge involving like a bank heist where people are like, we're going to do it. We're going to hit Fort Knox. We're going to do something of that sort. Just something different besides murder. It's always murder. Uh, people would be doing different things than that. It would be a rainbow of crime. Think of uh, the corporate crime. That would be the day where you could uh, fire people that you didn't like at work if you're the boss. You know, you could fire people without any kind of justification, you know, that sort of thing. Just think of, think of all the possibilities. I would have to say that overall, I'm going to give the purge maybe three and 2.5 mics, no, 0.25 mics on the source meter, meaning, you know, it's pretty good. If you have seen the other Purge movies and you liked them, then by all means, see this one. There's enough in it to keep you interested. But uh, I don't know. If you haven't, you probably don't want to. But if you haven't, eh, check them out, man. It's kind of interesting in a weird sort of way. So let's get moving into the middle, most important segment of the show where we're going to talk about toys. Dingleberry, we're about to talk on the Tick by Bandai, everyone's favourite cartoon insect superhero. Except for, like, Spider-Man. The Tick is an American comic book character that was turned into an American cartoon on Fox. I missed it on the first go-around at Fox. I don't know what I was doing, but um, I did catch up with it when they started playing reruns on Comedy Central, like really late at night. That was the period of my life when I was just like a night owl and I'd come home or I would be up doing whatever. And there you go. Um, the tick was on TV and it was funny. The tick is a giant blue guy with super strength and invulnerability and antennas on his head that move to reflect his emotions. But I would think I would think the main asset of the tick is that he is practically invulnerable and he doesn't quite have the mind of a child, but he does have the mind of a childlike person. He's a bit out there. He's a bit goofy, but he's a good guy. He's good to his core. He is a solid, legit superhero. He has it, you know, he has it in the core where it starts. Before the tick was a cartoon, it was, it was an independent comic book and as I understand it, the comic book started as a, as kind of a feature inside of a New England uh, comic book newsletter, and eventually uh, they started publishing it on its own, you know, as a standalone comic. Okay, I want to get this correct. So here is a bit of info I found on on the comic. It was created by Ben Edlund, and 
it was started in a chain of stores called New England Comics. The the owner of the store wanted to, you know, he wanted to publish some comics. Maybe maybe as a way to attract people to the store, start putting out books and maybe get some buzz on the books and have it so that the books are only available at your shop. So dude's got to got to step in to see it. You know, he had a few ideas, but none were really None were really that great, and one day he was at the store, and he saw this guy, Ben Edlund, who was a, you know, he was an employee there, and he was sketching some stuff, and he's like, you're the one, Ben, you are the guy, you're gonna work with me, we're gonna come up with a character. Now, Ben was 16 years old at the time, and he sort of had that sensibility, and the character they came up with was The Tick. They started publishing Tick comics in either July or August of 1986 in the, in the store newsletter, and... Then after a while, you know, it started to catch on and they did a limited 5,000 copy print run only available to the customers of the store. I am, I am curious. So we are as right now. I hope you can still hear me. We're going to hop on to eBay. I want to see what that issue of the tick cost for the, uh, the very original episode issue rather. Let's get to down. I'm going to start. I'm going to go check it out for the highest. We will see what his, the highest. Here is, hmm, the tick, uh, number one, first print, higher graded. It's only, uh, it's only a hundred dollars. That's not too bad, actually. If this is the original one that, um, started with that 5,000 print run, if you could pick that up, for a hundred bucks, that's pretty good because the Tick is actually a character that's out there. He's out there in the fiber of our pop culture now. He's already had a comic, he's had a cartoon, he's had a live-action TV show that was awesome, even though it only ran for a short time. And then he's getting a new show. I think it's going to be on Hulu. Uh, the name of the character, the guy who's going to star in it, escapes me now. But I know that he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the guy who was working uh, really close with. Um, What's his name? Dewey Cox, uh, Dr. Steve Brill. You know, they were in the Nova Corps. He's the one. He's the one who's there where uh, Chris Pratt does his famous scene where he's like rolling his finger and it does, you know, flips up the bird. He's the one who's there. And he's also, I know him from Spy with Melissa McCarthy. He is the one who's like driving really crazy in the Italian Roadster. And then at the end, it turns out that he is an English agent. Spoilers. Or is he? Let's just say. Anywho, they started publishing the comic, and before you know it, it picked up some steam because it was cool. It was irreverent. The characters were neat. It was, you know, it was original. It was fun. So it started picking up some steam, and they were like, I got an idea. Why don't we make some toys? So they approached Bandai. Bandai was, they were riding high at the time. They had, you know, uh, Power Rangers and a couple other cool properties, and they were like, dudes... We do not want to make a comic book toy right now. We're just not into it. And especially if we did make one, it probably wouldn't be an indie comic. So they decided they still felt like they had something with their character. So they went ahead and they took it and they went right to Fox. And then when, you know, Fox shot them down, they're just like, we do not need you either. So they, you know, they kept coming along with the comic. It kind of published irregularly. And eventually they decided it's now or never for this. We got to go. And if we don't get this on the air at Fox right now, we're going to give it up. So they went to Fox a second time. And this time, you know, they were doing the uh, Fox Kids Club and they needed, they needed some shows. So they bit. They're like, we'll do it. We will, we will take on the tick. We think it's, 
it's, we think it's going to be good. And then wouldn't you know it, once they started working with uh, Fox, they took the property back to Bandai, who was still doing pretty good. And they were like, look, we got a deal. We're going to be on Fox. We're going to have a show. It's going to be on every day. It's going to be great. We want to make some toys. We think this is the perfect property. Look, this guy is big and blue. This guy, meaning Arthur, is small. He, uh, he has wings. This could be a lot of fun. But this time, Bandai says, you know, you might be right. And they signed up. And next thing you know, they went from, we're going to give it all up, to we got the world in the palm of our hands. Before we start getting into these specific toys, let's take a quick pause, dig into the VHS vault, and check out a uh, Fox Kids Club commercial for The Tick. I got another one in there too, it's for the X-Men cartoon, which I loved. So, it's a two for dude, enjoy it, and we will be back in a sizzack. Don't miss an all new episode, coming up next on Fox Kids. Later today on Fox Kids. Gene. Gene Frey can hear nothing. As the incredible Dark Phoenix saga continues. Stop her now. The X-Men face the most difficult moment of their lives. I see no way to save our friend. We gotta end it. This is the moment you can't miss. Watch an all-new X-Men later today on Fox Kids. Man, oh man, that X-Men show was cool and that theme song is great. So they got the show on the air. They got a toy license, and they went at it pretty aggressively. Fox, you know, had been uh, turning a pretty penny with the Power Rangers money and their deal with Bandai. So they went into overdrive with the tick, at least at the start. Uh, one of the things that I have learned is that the creators of the tick, you know, Ben England and the other fella, were not as active in the production of the toys as we would have liked. They were really, really, really behind the first few seasons of the show, and they just didn't have time to dig as deeply into the toys as they would have, which is a shame because you, you want to see the dudes who actually have the thing be involved because they have, you know, they have the true spirit of the, the toy. You know, they know what would be dope. At any rate, let's see what we got from Bandai. We started off with a series of uh, six-inch figures, and that begins, of course, with the tick, and then you got Dean. Dean has a, uh, kind of a screw for a head, and then there was a Deflator Mouse who became Batman Well on the TV show, Dinosaur Neil. Dinosaur Neil is a great figure. He is a full-on dinosaur dude with the head of somebody who would be named Neil. Then there was El Seed and the exploding dino mole. That was a cool one. You could push a button on his back and he would blow his front off. Real cool. Uh, these all came out in 1994. And then, of course, there was the fluttering Arthur and then the human bullet. The human bullet is one of my favorites. The top of his head would uh, come off when you would flick a switch. And then there was Man-Eating Cow. That one, that one is one of the more pricey figures in the set. We'll talk about that in a bit. And then to end off the first series, we had Sewer Urchin. If you remove Sewer Urchin's scuba tank, squeeze it, and hold it underwater, then you can release it slowly. Water gets sucked inside, and it will uh, squirt out of his front. That's pretty cool. And then they also, that year, released a set of... Uh, two-inch figures. They're small, just, you know, miniatures, as it were, and in that set, you got the Tick, you got Arthur, American Maid, 
You got Chairface Chippendale. That's a guy who's, he's very well dressed and he has a chair for a head. He was one of the main villains. As I recall, there's an episode where, where he uh, carves his face into the moon. Then there was the Crusading Chameleon, Dean, again, Dynamo, El Cid, the Human Bullet, one of my faves, Sewer Urchin, and of course, the Tick. El Cid has a great costume design. He is a matador wearing a green matador suit, you know, the the tight-fitting kind of Eisenhower cut jacket, and he has the head of a uh, sunflower. Most of these figures are just, they look great. They're they're really fantastic. I think that they are a nice uh, interpretation of the characters. Now, let's take a look at Series 2. Series 2 didn't get the big release that Series 1 did. You know, you know how these things go. They start off heavy, then they, cl- they kind of uh, slow it down. So the first one in the set is American Maid. That's a maid like somebody who straightens up after your house. She's maybe my favorite character in the series. And let's see what it says about her. She was uh, released in 1995. And if you stand her on a flat surface and hold her steady, then you use your thumb to push the tab on her back. Her upper body will turn as she chops through the air, her arms swing through the air. The next next one you get is the uh, Crusading Chameleon. That was one of his guys. You, uh, If you put him in cold water, his hands and eyes will change colors, which is cool. He has gigantic hands. They are like, um, like a foam finger, like you get at a baseball game. And then there is, this is a hard one to say, we're going to try to get through this, the Evil Tongue Thrakazorg. Thrakazog. He is, ugh, the guy's gross. He looks like a giant pile of boogers. He is kind of gelatinous. And, um, if you turn his arms around, his tongue will spin in circles. Disgusting. Then there is the hurling tick. And he comes with a stop sign that I imagine he hurls through the air. And then there's also a Skippy the Robot Dog, and the Mucus Tick, which is gross. He is, hmm, he appears to be green, translucent, as if he were made of mucus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm scooching around so much here. Uh, Just a bit uncomfortable in my chair right now, and I apologize. And then they came up with uh, a set of four Tick Talkers, and these guys, they had a button in their back. You hear how that sounds like Tick Talker? Get it? Anyway, they have a button in their back, and if you push it, they would say something, they had the tick, and this one says, I dig Dinosaur Neil. Then they had a tick that said, I love wheat. Then they have a tick, a natural tick. And I'm going to imagine that he says, Spoon, which was the tick's catchphrase. And then he got a tourist tick. I know not what he said. They also made a set of uh, larger tick figures. They made him, I believe he was 12 inches tall. He came out in 1995. Uh... As I have learned through this really informative article I found on the the toys here in Toy Fair magazine from way back in the day, they had a set that was going to come out. It was was a set of Arthur's Apartment, which was a frequent spot they would go to during the show, and they were going to, they're going to make a playset for that. I like that. I think that's a good idea. Let's go, let's hop on over to eBay here, and we are going to see what some of these Tick by Bandai guys go for. Let's uh, type in Tick Bandai, and then we will start at the top, and we will work our way down. We're going to start with the highest, and we'll kind of, kind of move our way down. Here is... Here is a set of 96 action figures. Uh, You get the complete everything. Every single 
figure. You got Der, Der Flater Mouse, you got Dinosaur Neil, you got LC, you got everybody. That can be yours for $850. Here is a set of the 11 minifigures that can be yours for a buck fifty, meaning 150 bucks. A talking tick. The talking tick is actually 16 inches. You can get that. Jeez, that is $143.99. Um, let's see. I want to get down to where there are some of the individuals. Here is a lot of 10 of the figures that can be yours for $59.99. They are loose. Here is a talking tick. Not new in the box, but in the box, $59.99. Let's take a look at some of the sold auctions. That shows you not so much what people want, but what people are actually paying. Let's dig into that. The most anybody has paid for anything recently is a collection of what appears to be most of the figures, and somebody paid $75.95, far away from the $850 or whatever. Here is a set of 11 figures, all on the card, $89.99. I want to see what the cow is going for. I know that is one of the more collectible figures in the set. You know what? Here's one new inbox, sold $0.99. Cents. So I'm going to say, in my experience, the market on tick figures may have begun to fall off. Uh, I guess that's what happens when you're not, you're not on the air for a while. So, I don't know. They are a somewhat high, somewhat moderately, somewhat low price set. You got the whole range. I recently picked up, I got a, I think maybe nine or ten different tick action figures from the first series. I got American Made as well. I got uh, the Human Bullet. I think I got LC, Dinosaur Neil. I got a bunch of them at the flea market and I think I paid only a dollar each or something, something inexpensive like that. And I don't know, I do come across them from time to time there. I'm not going to say they're rare. They're not common, but they're somewhere in between. You know what, my guys, we got to save some time for the Toys R Us report. So we're going to, we're going to end this right here because I do think this is all anybody could ever want to know about the tick by Bandai. This goes out, this goes out to my man, Tacky Badge. He asked, He's changed his name on uh, Facebook recently. I'm not sure what it is, but he he's someone who hangs out with us over at the Facebook group, and you can do that. I recommend you do it. That's where all the fun stuff goes down. It's facebook.com backslash robots I-S-E-E, robots, all one word. And he came up to me, and he's like, hey, man, why don't you give us some real toy talk? And I said, eh, I'll do my best. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, it has been a while. So this is for you, Tacky Badge. Think of us next time we're doing a patron drive because we are here to serve. But with all that said, let's move into the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Blue snuggle tooth and yak face out of here. Migos and G.I. Joe out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, we are back. This is me, IC Robots. And the most important thing that you want to do this week is you want to make sure to hop on over to supportthereport.com. This is important because we have just started a new patron-only podcast known as The audio handbook of the Marvel Universe as I speak right now. Episode number one has dropped. It's about the Purple Man. And we got episode number two coming up real 
real soon. And that is, that is all about, uh, She-Hulk. I forgot for a second and I apologize for that. So, She-Hulk's gonna be coming soon. And then we got, we got a whole bunch of fun stuff in store. This is like a half hour examination into what makes that character awesome. And you want to get down, dude, you can get down for as a small an amount as a dollar a month. It's not a backbreaker. I think that, uh, I think you could probably drop a buck out of your wallet and you never even notice. So if that is the case, send that buck to your boy, Icy Robots, over at supportthereport.com. I'm giving back. I'm giving back. Giving back some shows that are only for the super loyal. Anyway, let's, uh, let's uh, see what's going on out there in the world of pop culture. I guess I just heard that they are going to be replacing Iron Man. Tony Starks is going to be stepping aside and he will be replaced by Riri Williams. I am currently reading Iron Man, so I know who she is. She, um, just, I think maybe two episodes ago, built an Iron Man suit in her dorm room. She's a college kid. I guess I am unclear as to whether she is a college kid or high school kid. At any rate, she built an armor in her room and she's, you know, as last we've seen her, she's flying around and she, if I am reading it correctly, will be known as the Iron Maiden, which is a dope name. I, I'm seeing in the comics that Stark's company, it's falling to pieces. He can't keep this giant thing together while also being a really active superhero. And I imagine he just sees, I got to pass along the torch to somebody and check it out. This girl here, you know, she built an armor all on her own, much like I did when I got started. So who could possibly be better than that? Oh, and we are going to be getting two action figures of our gal Supergirl. The first one you get is from the DC Comics Multiverse. That is a six-inch figure, and you get a Supergirl. They come with some build-a-figure parts. You get Doomsday is going to be the guy you get, the dude who mercs Superman. And with Supergirl, you get uh, his leg... Then there's an armored Batman from The Dark Knight Returns, and you get Doomsday's head. Then there's Robin. This is the Carrie Kelly Robin from uh, Dark Knight Returns, the female Robin. She's a dope character. With her, you get the leg. And then there's uh, Superman from Doomsday. He's a bit older. He doesn't look right. Kind of skinny. Kind of bombed out and depleted. And from with him, you get the arm. I don't know where you get the torso from. Probably from the next series where you're going to get Lex Luthor and the mutant leader. Now... I swear I've seen some of these figures at the store. I might be totally wrong, but I think maybe I have just seen the Dark Knight Returns Batman, not necessarily the Armored Batman. Let's, uh, if you're out there, engineer nerd, and you're listening, uh, hit me up and let me know. Did I see these or did I not? I say that like you would know, but you are a national figure expert. You and all those guys over at uh, AFB, you got the toy news way in effect. Anyway, oh, hey. If you, uh, if you're looking for toys and you want some, like, real in-depth toy reporting, if you like that thing I did with the tick and you want to hear more of that, check out my dudes over at the Toy Tomb. Uh, Willie and RK, they just started their show. They do older toys. They've done Rock'em Sock'em Robots. They're going to do Vertibird. Things of that sort. But they are doing a great job at keeping some of these older toys alive and in our consciousness. I mean, without Willie and RK... You might just forget, and that's a shame because a lot of work went into these toys in the first place. And one thing I like about the show is they get into like inside the toy. They show you what makes it work. You know, they give you like a mechanical overview, it seems. And I really do appreciate that because until you see how some of these toys work, you just don't really know how marvelous they are. So that's the toy tomb with my man Willie and his man RK. If he's Willie's man, he's my man too. So check them out. Also check out Action Figure Blues. They give you. Some real, like, up-to-date 
Toy News. That's a good show my boy Engineer Nerd's on over there. So, also, you are going to get a DC Collectibles Supergirl. These are some really nice figures. They're doing a lot of the people from the, uh, from the CW Network. You're going to get... You get Constantine. He uh, looks cool. His tie's undone. These are good likenesses. Then you get uh, Firestorm and also Hawk Girl. Uh, Brandon Ralph as the Atom looks just like him. And then the Martian Manhunter as well as Vixen. Oh, how could I forget? You also get Supergirl. And this looks a lot like our gal Melissa Benoist. Very nice figure. Each one comes with some hands you can use you know, to replace them. Like different poses and whatnot. Constantine has like flames arising from his palms. The Brandon Ralph, the Adam has like beams shooting out. These are very nice figures. Oh yeah, just this week some images have popped up of uh, Wally West from The Flash in the Kid Flash outfit, the yellow outfit with uh, kind of missing the top so his hair sticking out. I gotta say, Wally looks uh, pretty cool. This is probably part of the alternate timeline that uh, The Flash started at the end of last season. You know, kind of part of the... Uh, Flashpoint Chronicles, but still, it's going to be cool. I am, I'm really uh, looking forward to the next season of all the CW shows. I mean, obviously, I talk about them all the time, but uh, I think, I think they're going in a really fun direction. I recently saw the Flashpoint Chronicle movie on Netflix. It's up there. If you got Netflix, go watch it. I haven't read the comics, but I did see this, and the stories, the story's really cool. When I, when I said I don't read the comics, it's interesting because I don't actually have any DC comics on my current poll list. Let's see. Let's see what I'm getting uh, subscriptions for over at Comics for the Win. That's my pal Chris's shop. If you're ever in the area, Comics for the Win, I recommend it highly. Dude's cool. You get some good service. Uh, I get The Walking Dead. I get the all-new, all-weird Avengers, but I think I'm going to cancel that. I get Spider-Man because Bendis writes it. This is the Miles Morales Spider-Man. I get... Iron Man, that's because Bendis writes it. I get anything that Miller World, Mark Miller Comics comes out with. Currently, they have a series called called Empress. That's pretty good. They just finished Huck. Huck was really good. Um, I haven't gotten as much into Empress as I have Huck. It's a, the story, uh, it's like a sci-fi deal where there is an evil, evil king. And his wife and family uh, decide that he's just so evil, they want to bone out and get away from him. Now they're on the run. Uh... I, it's good, but I, I'm not. I haven't started to get into it as much as I have the others. I also get the Ultimates. The Ultimates is one of my favorite. It's a kind of a science-based team with uh, Monica Rambeau's on it, the Black Panther, America Chavez. That's good stuff. Recently, they they fought Thanos and things went bad, and a couple people died. Before that, they. They evolved Galactus into the bringer of life. They they figured out that the eater of worlds was not the final evolution of Galactus, and they pushed it through all the way to the end, and they made her him into... He wears white now, white and gold, like that one evolution of Iron Fist. I read that, and then what else do I get? That might be it. I'm not really, uh, I'm not really getting as much as I used to. I kind of... I only want to get things that I'm really jazzed to read. Oh, yeah. We also get Hellcat. The wife subscribes to that, even though she hardly ever reads it. She just thinks the covers are cute. Anyway, I'm going to get up out of here. My voice is starting to go. It's allergy season here, and I don't know, man. I got an itchy throat. We're going to get out of here. So make sure to go over to virtualdirtmall.com. 
Check us out over at icrobots.com. That's I-S-E-E robots, as if I am looking for them. I, I am looking for video store pictures over there. If you have any pictures of a video store, anything of you inside of a video store, if you used to manage a store, used to work at a store, or if you still have one in your neighborhood and you want to go over and take pictures, I would appreciate it. I'm trying to collect them all together and save some of that history. I need video store pictures. You can send those over to me at majordomo at icrobots.com or you can just contact me at the Facebook uh, group. That's facebook.com backslash icrobots. You can also find me on Twitter at icrobots and that is spelled I-S-E-E robots, all one word. If you got the video store pictures, please my dudes, give them to me. Let's share them for all of history. So, with all that said, I'm out of here, I guess. I guess it's for nobody. No one was here with me this week. So, with all that said, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off. Toys R Us report number 86. 86 for life. So, if you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.